Welcome, Welcome, folks, to the Trelour Blazures. Trelour Blazures. Exclusive podcast for only the hottest people in the world. That's right, folks. You are listening to a high-end VIP exclusive podcast about trailers. Welcome to the Trailer Blazers Experience. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, and I'm joined by the the beautiful one, the illustrious one, Mr. Nick Kelly. The unconquered. The unconquered one. Folks, uh, wow. Very different than last week when we came to you. I have a new job. Yep. He's uh, a lot more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this week. Bushy-tailed, folks. I work for a. I work. I'm back in the software world. I work for an augmented reality, merged reality software company. Uh, had my first week this week. Loved it. And uh, you know the future is bright, Nick. It's real bright. That's good. No more underground cave crawling or whatever it is you were doing before. No, if yeah, I don't have to crawl through uh, rodent feces anymore. Uh, happy to not do that. Now you can only do that uh, recreationally. Uh, I won't. Go ahead and tell you. I won't. I don't want to do spelunking or caving or crawling or being doing that. No, thanks. But uh, happy to be here recording with you on this here Friday night uh, after San Diego Comic-Con last weekend. We got a lot to talk about. Got an just a just a chock full. Chock. I don't know what chock full means. Chock? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's C-H-O-C-K. That's what I thought. Yeah, chalk. Let's do a little Google history here. Chalk full. Etymology of chalk full. Uh, filled to overflowing. That's the definition. But why do we say chalk? Originally, a person or thing stuffed to the point of choking was chokeful. In modern speech, this expression has become chalk full. Or in less formal American English, chuck full. Chalk has nothing to do with it. Who says Chuck full? I've never heard that. Me neither. I've never heard that either. That's probably some some dumb place. Yeah, because because I'm from the south and you're in the you're considered Midwest, right? Yeah, I'm Midwest, but I'm the top of the Midwest, so okay. I feel like I'm still northern. Maybe well, I don't know. Like maybe like northeasterners say Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, full. maybe Maine does. Ah, oh, it's Chuck full of lobsters. <laughs> Is that how Maine people say? Yeah, sure enough, Ben. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It sure is. Chuck full of lobsters now. Are Maine people weird? Sure enough, Ben. You know, it's northern. Northern states are weird. You're up there all secluded all winter. Sun doesn't come out much in Maine. Ah, yeah. Maine. Maine lobster. Red lobster. Vacation land, they call it, you know. Hey, Mr. Maine, let's talk about what we had done watch this past week. <laughs> What we done had watched this past week. Let's do it. So I, um, I think I'm almost done with Prehistoric Planet. Uh, There's only watched... five. Oh, maybe I am done then. I think I'm done. I was done, and then I was upset because I thought there was going to be more episodes. Yeah, now I'm upset. Yeah, <sighs> I want more. There's only five. Okay. Uh, so I finished Ultraman as well. Okay. Meh. Yeah, is that the Netflix one? Yeah. Yeah. It's I just, just want that Shin Ultraman. That's what I want. Um, you know, do do you need to uh, do you need to waste your time with this? Eh, probably not. You'd probably be fine. Yeah. Uh, Westworld. Watch some more Westworld. Uh, it's worth watching this season. Um, watched No Time to Die. It's on Amazon Plus. Amazon Prime. 
I own it on 4K Blu-ray, but I haven't watched it yet, so I don't want to hear anything about it. I don't even want to hear your impressions. You don't have to, because I'm actually not done. I'm only two-thirds of the way through, because it's like okay. two... It's almost three hours. It's real long. Yeah. I, I just... I want, I've want. i gone this whole time since that movie came out without a single spoiler, and I just... I want to get to it, and I want to watch it. I was going to watch it last weekend, and I didn't have the time. I feel like I'm getting there. Any day I'll watch this movie. Well, it's... uh. What I've seen so far, I've liked, so... Well, that's that works. Yeah. That's good. That's all I'll give you. Uh, and then um, we both watched The Gray Man. Did you complete it? I completed it. Okay, so we can just talk about this one. There. Okay, I want to say this. Some of the musical uh, sounds in this are very James Bondish. Oh, definitely. This is like... A combination of a lot of different spy genres yeah. coming together. Absolutely. Under the helm of the Russos. Yep. Uh, I like the drone footage in this. Yes. Um, that stuck I, out to me as well. Yep. I like some of the action choices in this. Yes. You can tell it's high budget. Yep. Like, especially with some of the cars that they wreck in this. It's like, oh my gosh, that was like a new G-Wagon. I didn't notice that part, but... Yeah. That's a Ben thing to notice. Well, they yeah, they wrecked some really expensive cars in this. Um, I think, honestly, my only beef with this, and you'll probably disagree, is some of the CGI is kind of rubbery. No, I agree with that. It's oh, okay. uh, I think on Netflix, uh, I don't know what it is on Netflix movies, but because like, the Russos made infinity war and endgame and i think infinity war is like thanos is the best cgi thing of all time maybe and yeah this is good yeah uh when when people are flying around in the gray man it's definitely like well there is that one shot in in infinity war where thor looks rubbery there's this one where he comes up with his back to the camera and then flies forward and it's like that's the most cg shot in this movie but yeah no there's some some uh rubber men in great man yeah but i mean you know it's uh, other than that there's some good stunts in this uh i love chris evans in this oh yeah he's having fun he's he was having a good time ryan uh, gosling is being glib glib ryan gosling is the best ryan gosling ryan gosling when you see him with his clothes like a shirt on he doesn't look that imposing or intimidating or whatever but when he takes his shirt off that dude is cut as all get out yeah there's a line in uh in crazy stupid love with him and emma stone where he takes his shirt off and she starts laughing and he's like what and she's she's like you look photoshopped (laughs) absolutely did i was like that you how you do not look like this with the clothes with the shirt on I think it's maybe because he's lean and not like, because you know Chris Evans is is super jacked and his arms yeah. look like they're four feet wide. Yeah. But I think Ryan Gosling is lean. My my favorite part of the movie is when Chris Evans gets his burn wet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's my favorite part. Uh, it was entertaining. I had a good time watching it. Yeah, I really liked it as well. I need to watch it again. Uh, I. So last weekend, uh, my t- my tooth hurt really bad all weekend, and to a point where I was having a hard time like concentrating and eating and stuff. So I went to the dentist, and I have to get my wisdom teeth out 
on August 15th. So that's a Monday. So I don't think we'll we'll have an episode that week uh, because I won't be able to talk probably. Yeah, probably not. Are you? Is your jaw going to be swollen by the time Dragon Con gets? Or is it going to be done being swollen? It, I timed this very, I think, perfectly for this. So I have to officiate. I, 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 I had an infection in my, my tooth area, and I got uh, medicine for that, so it doesn't hurt anymore. So I have to officiate a wedding on the twelfth, and then on. 15th which is the monday after that wedding i have to get my wisdom teeth all four of them removed so i think by dragon con that's two weeks i should be good okay three weeks almost i hope so i do hope so all of mine were impacted but when i was in high school and i did it yeah and i I mean i was i was in bad shape yeah mine are all impacted too Mm. but they're also destroying my no one wants to hear this it's gross but my, <laughs> my teeth are bad and have to be removed they're destroying your jaw yeah so i we both watched gray man the only other thing is i got a uh, dragon ball z on blu-ray on amazon prime day and i've been watching dragon ball z and i gotta tell you there's a lot of stuff they cut out for the cartoon network broadcast that i watched in the 90s that adds a lot of context to things that i just thought made no sense and rolled with back in the day. Yeah. But they just were cutting out everything. Have you gotten to the part where Frieza has the horn and he like impales Krillin and is like laughing and blood's dripping down and stuff? No, I'm still in the Vegeta and Nappa oh, okay. section. Uh, so Nappa's not even dead yet, but Piccolo just got hit by Nappa. So. Okay. Yeah, Nappa. Well, that's fun. We all we love some DBZ round cheer. It's just really good. I just really like it. I don't know. No. It's hard to beat those Akira Toriyama designs, man. Yeah. They're the best. Just like it. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's what we done had watched this past week. And that brings us to the new news. This is the Dumb Dudes News Network. Our first thing here is uh, came hot on the heels of the gray man doing very well on netflix it i think was the second highest watched movie or something of the year i think the adam project was maybe higher uh but they're making another one and they're making a spin-off and there's no word on what the spin-off is uh about so that could be anything maybe it's that uh the indian guy that that is one of the side characters oh yeah that's i, I bet yeah that's a good that call. guy was cool uh, so I would watch a spinoff about him. Or it might be Ana de Armas, too. But she's all, she's also doing a spinoff of John Wick. Oh, is she? Yeah. She's making The Ballerina, which is a John Wick spinoff. Mm. She, she's pretty busy these days, so I would say it's maybe the Indian guy. Yeah, I think... Well, he was an interesting character, and he was barely in it. So. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's happening. Uh, I'll watch it. I love Ryan Gosling. I actually bought the jacket from the Gray Man already. <laughs> <laughs> Who had it? Uh, it was just Cost Sky, which is a cosplay website. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll see the quality of it when it gets in. It was yeah. only $48. Oh, I'm definitely in- interested in the quality. Yeah, but I'm going to wear it at Dragon Con probably. Uh, of course, as you do. All right, so this kind of gets into some of the San Diego Comic Con news. Um, one of the movies that we'll talk about when we talk about all the movies here coming out is um, Avengers Kang Dynasty. Yep. 
And I mean, we all knew about Kang and everything, but they have already got a director for it. Yeah. So the director for Avengers Kang Dynasty, which comes out in 2025, is going to be Destin Daniel Cretton, who was the director of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. Oh, I, I, I forgot to put this on what we done had watched. I, I rewatched uh, Shang-Chi. Did you? Yes. And I liked it better the second time. Yeah, I like it better, too, the second time I watched it. It doesn't have the strongest third act, but, like, everything else is great. Yeah, you may be right there. You may be right. Um, But he, you know, supposedly, I was on a Reddit thread, and they were like, they put all all these different people that can fight really well, and they're like, who's the best fighter, like, in the MCU? But and apparently, like I guess in in just in Marvel in general, that Shang Chi is the best hand to hand fighter of all. It is known. It, it is known. Okay, so I didn't know that, um, but I like that. I think that's fun, and I you know, and so he's got this pedigree of being a really good fighter. So I I just I really I really had a fun time watching it again. Yeah, I think even uh, Taskmaster can't keep up with him hand to hand. So that's how good he is. Oh wow, that's so cool. Uh, anyway, I'm so th- he did a great job directing this. Uh, Destin Daniel did. So looking forward to this Avengers Kang Dynasty, which is in. I mean, gosh, it's, how many years away is that? Three, three years. Three years away. Good grief. I mean, that seems awful close for when you think about it. Because like, let's go through what the what the yeah. San Diego Comic Con reveals were. Yep, yep. So they started off talking about the. The ones that are coming out this year yet, which is She-Hulk and Black Panther. And those are going to end Phase 4. So, uh, they had new trailers for both of those that we'll talk about in the trailers section. And then they revealed the Phase 5 slate. And Phase uh, 4, 5, and 6 they're referring to as the Multiverse Saga. So, the the 1, 2, and 3 were the Infinity Saga, and now it's the Multiverse Saga. So, they revealed Phase 5. And that's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Secret Invasion, which is a Disney Plus series. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, uh, Echo, Disney Plus series. The Marvels, which is the sequel to Captain Marvel and will feature Ms. Marvel and uh, Photon from WandaVision. Yep. Uh, Loki Season 2 on Disney Plus. Then Blade, which is a movie. And Ironheart, which will be on Disney Plus, And she's going to be introduced in Wakanda Forever. Ah. And then Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which when they announced it first was called House of Harkness. So they changed the name of that one. Oh, it's a Disney yeah. Plus series. I forgot that they called it that. Yeah. Yep. And that's a spinoff of WandaVision. So Agatha with Catherine Hahn. And then capping off Phase 5 are a movie, Captain America 4, The New World Order with uh, Anthony Mackie as Captain America. Then an 18-episode daredevil disney plus series called daredevil born again which born again is the very famous frank miller comic series of daredevil and uh the final phase five movie is thunderbolts which we all knew was coming for some time yep and so let's get into some of these let's just go through this i want to dive into this okay first of all explain to me I always get secret wars and secret invasion mixed up secret invasion is scrolls right yeah, Secret Invasion is the Skrull invasion where they were replacing people secretly. And then yes. Secret Wars in the comics was a Doctor Doom-based conflict uh, wherein 
a bunch of stuff went down and Spider-Man got the black suit for the first time and all that. Biz, I haven't read Secret uh, Wars, so I, I'm not an expert on it. Um, but Secret Invasion is the scrawl one, so. Okay. Uh, that that one's going to be a Disney Plus series with like Nick Fury and Maria Hill, I think, are the main characters. Cool. And um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is, I think, my, my most excited thing for Phase 5 is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And then Echo, I love Echo, obviously. Uh, I love Ms. Marvel, so and I love Captain Marvel, so really excited for the Marvels. Just this is looking good, man. <laughs> it, it really is. I um, I think. Gosh, I'm trying to think of what I'm most excited for. I think the Marvels. I think I'm most excited for the Marvels. That feels uh, very legit to me because yeah. like I waffle on. It's I have I have so much invested in Guardians of the Galaxy, like personally, because that yeah. was my main cosplay thing I did was Star Lord and yeah. Uh, Guardians 2 is still my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, okay. But yeah, so it's hard but it's hard to pick like cuz as I go through it's like, well, maybe this one and Yeah. Like, uh, it was well for me it's like between The Marvels and Blade. Like Mahershala yeah. Ali is just too perfect. Uh I I cannot wait for Blade. Yeah. But The Marvels is just so fun. I just I want to see the interactions and I want I want Captain Marvel to have a, this like a like a new chance, you know. I you know I'm still willing to give Brie Larson a, another chance, even though I liked her fine in the first one. But like everybody gives her so much heck. Yeah, I think uh, that might have more to do with the uh, female led superhero movie in a dude bro dominated culture than anything else. <laughs> could be, it could be. But uh, I, I I'm genuinely looking forward to all of these and um, and. I know we're going to talk about this later, but there is a little cameo of old Daredevil in a certain trailer, and people did a little Photoshop lightning uh, of of the shot, and it looks like he's got the the yellow and maroon suit. Yep, I think that's definitely what oh he's going to have. God, that's so exciting! He's Why am I so excited? Too. Oh my god! Why am I so excited about this? I just, I, I just, I just be loving Daredevil. Yeah, me too. I the I was devil a big from Hell's Kitchen. Daredevil comic reader back in the day. I I have uh, so okay. Daredevil has this big internet fan base. People used to like make fun of me for reading Daredevil, <laughs> and they'd be like, "Oh, Ben Affleck, you know that that carried for a long time," and now all of a sudden people are precious about Daredevil, and I'm like, "Where were you when the West Fold fell?" <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the one thing I get. Uh, kind of gatekeepery about is is i remember all of these people picking on me in the early 2000s about daredevil and having daredevil comics and i, I never forgot that and i remember i have a long memory yeah you're like pepperidge farm yeah i remember i remember all you people and now you're on the internet being like uh, daredevil better be rated r <laughs> um well let me ask you this phase six we're getting we're getting Fantastic Four and Avengers Secret War. Does that mean that we're going to get Doctor Doom in, in uh, Fantastic Four? I imagine Doom will come into things. I don't know if Secret War is going to be more Kang-based or Doom-based. Or if Kang will make it through Kang Dynasty. I have no idea. They they like to take titles and then play with them. Like It won't be based purely on the source material. Um, I think Doom will be in it though, and I think he'll be in it before Fantastic Four. I think he's going to be in Black Panther two. Really? I think he's going to be the post-credit scene of Black Panther two. Mm, okay. 
Okay. But of all of the future things from Phase 5 and Phase 6, the most I want to know about is Fantastic Four. Like, I really want to hear the casting on that. Yeah. Yeah, we're all waiting with, waiting with bated breath on that one. Yep. So, Fantastic Four is coming out November 8th, 2024, so they got to get to it soon. <sighs> the D23 Expo is September 9th, so we should hear about this right after Dragon Con. Yeah, I'd, I'd even love to see some, like, early uh, concept art from that for Fantastic Four. Well, there's a rumor that Jason Siegel is going to be playing Ben Grimm and She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if old Andy Parkak or whatever that guy's name is, has done any, uh, is doing any of the art for this. You know, he does a lot of the concept yeah, art for costumes. Yeah, Andy Park. 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 Yeah. yeah. I follow him on Instagram. Me too. He's always very excited about yeah. uh, Marvel stuff. I like it. Like he go, he gets all the Hot Toys figures and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's a good follow. Yep. All right. So they're calling all of this. And I got kind of confused about this. They're calling all this the Multiverse Saga, and I thought there was like a movie called the Multiverse Saga. I was like, what? Oh no, no. That's uh, Phase Four, Five, and Six are going to be the Multiverse yeah. Saga. Yeah. Okay. And and apparently also they they screened footage from Ant Man, which showed Modok as one of the villains. In the trailer they showed, but they didn't release it publicly. There is that one image of, of Scott reading the book that he wrote. Are you like sitting with the book he wrote? Yeah, yeah. Scott wrote a book. Well, who else is in it? I think Catherine Newton. Uh, they showed Andy Park art of Catherine Newton's uh, Cassie suit, the purple suit. So, stature. Well, she's stature sometimes and sometimes she's stinger. So, I don't know what the MCU will call her. Uh, but one of those is her. And then MODOK, obviously excited for that. And Kang is in it, too. And I can't believe they're finally doing MODOK. I can't I know. believe it. <laughs> I know. I can't. Apparently, uh, Corey Stoll, who played Yellow Jacket, is playing MODOK as well. So he's going to be like a Yellow Jacket variant. Um, and they showed footage from Secret Invasion, but they none of that even leaked. So I don't even know. That's the most... Uh, it's weirdly the most secret Marvel thing is Secret Invasion. Like, we don't know anything about it. And uh, they showed a couple stills from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and uh, had some footage there. And then uh, the dude from Peacemaker, the series, uh, I forget his name, is going to be playing the High Evolutionary in Guardians 3, and he came out in full costume. So, Not, not John Cena. No, the other guy. Uh, Chuck Woody. Uh, I forget his last name. The other one. Yeah, the other one. So he's going to be uh, high evolutionary. So obviously that's going to be where Rocket came from. Is the high evolutionary since he does like experiments with people and animal hybrids and stuff. So what do we? We didn't get any footage of the Christmas special, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. No, we didn't get footage of that or the Werewolf by Night Halloween special. I want those. Yeah, me too. But they're not available yet. Sorry. Uh, well, that is some fun news, and uh, we'll keep talking about some of this in some of these here trailers, because we did get some trailers that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. Yep. And so why don't we just jump to it right now? Let's talk about the new new. New new new. No. New new. Trailers, folks. We have an Adele 14. Yeah, we're we're stacked this week. Man, we went from nothing to a lot. Yeah, like like I said, we just had to wait for Comic-Con, and then we'd yeah. be set for a while. We really did. So, starting out, we got a new trailer for Sandman, and this still looks good. Yeah, so 
Sandman, the second trailer is, is even better than the first one. We start to see some of the other characters, like uh, Lucifer and like uh, the Corinthian walking around with his glasses because he's got mouths for eyes. And um, there's, I, I'm still not an expert on this. Like I have these comics, but I haven't read them yet. Uh, so I don't know fully the story, but this looks really cool. Visually, it's really cool. Um, Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones playing Lucifer. This is the same character, Lucifer, as the Netflix show Lucifer. Because uh, that was a spinoff of Sandman, the comic Lucifer. What? I didn't yeah, know that. It is. It's it's spinoff. But uh, they didn't. They decided not to go with the same... Like, it's not shared universe, so they didn't go with the same actor for mm. Lucifer. Uh, but Neil Gaiman was a producer on that show, too. And, um, I don't know, this just looks really good. I, I, it's hard to talk about it, because I don't really know much of what it is. Yeah, I, I have Jess no context. Does. Yeah, we should have her come in and explain We that. should have Jess come in. Yeah, I have no context for this. I, uh, our friend Stephen K. Smith made the helmet out of foam... Uh, very cool. It's it's sort of it's it's sort of a who does the art for aliens? H.R. Uh, Giger. Ge- Ge- yeah, Geiger Giger. Yeah, uh, it's very very in much in that sort of style. We need Matt Gorley to come on and do his H.R. Giger impression. <laughs> I am H.R. Giger. <laughs> I have built you an alien made out of dirty things. I can't do it like him. This, uh, yeah, I said we're gonna watch this. Hundred percent, we're gonna watch oh, this. Oh, absolutely. We'll talk I just about can't it. believe how much this dude looks like the comic drawing of the Sandman, like the guy that's playing him. Yeah. But he looks so much like him. It's weird. It's kind of creepy. But yeah, and in the comics, the Corinthian is supposed to look like Brad Pitt, and this guy kind of does look like Brad Pitt. That plays mm-hmm. him. They so. did it. They did. They done did it. They done did it. Wow, we're gonna watch it. Okay, next up we got trailer for john wick chapter four yeah so john wick is uh the best pure action franchise in my opinion uh it's because it's made by stunt guys and stunt guys are the best at this and so it's like basically a stunt showcase movie and they could just keep making these forever in my opinion so this is just john wick four Every every time he gets more and more enemies, the price on his head goes up. Uh, his allies kind of turn against him. And cooler and cooler uh, lore gets added to this weird secret society of, like, assassins and stuff. So, like, in the last one, there was this ballet school run by Angelica Houston. And the ballerinas were all assassins. And so Anna Diarmas is making a spinoff called The Ballerina. That's a John Wick spinoff. I just love John Wick. You know, I have only seen John Wick 2. You should, if you want to watch some good action movies, you watch John Wick. They're the best action movies, pure action. Just go through them. Yeah, and the lore is really cool. Yeah, I should at some point do that. Where where, where will I find the time? Yeah, that's the thing, is there's a lot of stuff and so little time. Yeah, I, I haven't even finished the James Bond, so. But uh, maybe I'll get there. Okay. Next up, we've got a trailer for Shazam 2, Fury of the Gouds. Yeah, so I I can't stand Zachary Levi. I think I've said that on this podcast before. <laughs> uh, because I know people who worked with him in movies. And uh, I heard stories about how he treats the crew. And so I don't like him. 
and I just I don't like Shazam. I don't know anything about it. Um, apparently, there's a bunch of Shazams in this one. <laughs> well, there was a bunch of Shazams in the first one too. Okay, I never at the saw end. it. Okay, well, spoiler. Uh, at the end, yeah, there's a bunch of Shazams. Um, this uh, this wasn't a particularly great trailer, but I think it's targeted at a at like a teenage audience, not us. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little bit corny in that in that way. Um, I, I will probably watch this when it comes to HBO Max, but I would absolutely not go see this in the theater. Yeah, I I won't watch it. I won't. I'm not gonna watch the Zachary Levi thing on purpose. He I won't just do don't it. Like him. He just he just won't he won't do it. Yeah, in Thor Ragnarok when he got arrowed by Hela, I was like, <laughs> who did he who did he? He play? was uh, Fandral. I don't remember him at all. Well, he uh, in Thor one that guy Fandral was played by a different guy, and then okay. in Thor two it was Zachary Levi, and then in Thor three, uh, when him and Volsteg are just like hanging out in the in the uh, uh, Bifrost room, and Hela walks in and knifes them both, so he's only got like one half a line in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, that was Zachary Levi. Oh, okay, well, didn't even know. Yeah, don't like them. Um, well, the next trailer we have is kind of related, maybe. I don't. We don't know anything about DC because we're no, ignorant of this kind of stuff. Are. But we have a uh, trailer number two for Black Adam. This is that rock movie. This looks better than Shazam. It does. I, I will agree. The, 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 actually, the effects in this look pretty dang good. Yeah, The Rock is fun, too. I enjoy The Rock movies. Like, Although he's, he's in a very serious goofy. role in this, you know. Is it though? Like, can the Rock be serious? That's what I want to know. Will the Rock ever finish buttoning his his cuffs? Have you ever seen that meme? <laughs> yeah, where he's always <laughs> taking yeah. photos. He's always wearing the same like khaki jungle fatigues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, though, I'm not going to see this in the theater. I'll wait till this comes out on HBO Max. Is this dude with the wings in this? Is this like? Character yeah, yeah, oh, he, yeah, oh, very much known. He's like Hawkman or something like that. Okay. Well, I was, I wasn't sure if the armor was supposed to be like the Wonder Woman armor or something. But it's like this is a dude. I, it, he looked good. I'll say that it looked good. Yeah. I mean, I was, no, I was watching it on my phone, but he looked good. It. This looks uh, kind of cool. Uh, I think I'll watch this one on HBO. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's any tie-in to Shazam. At least, not currently, at least. I think I've demonstrated that if there was, I wouldn't have caught it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Faux show. Okay, then we have a, kind of a strange trailer. Interview with the Vampire. This looks like a series. Oh, I, I put my... Uh, I just realized I put bleh, but I, I put that on the Black Adam notes. I was trying to put that on the oh. Interview with the Black Vampire, like Dracula. Um, yeah, so Interview with the Vampire. This is an Anne Rice book uh, that's... That was a movie with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and little Kirsten Dunst. Right, right. Um, it's uh, IMDb says plot under wraps, but this is a book and a movie already, so we already know it. Uh, it's an interview with a vampire. Yeah, I guess they must be taking a lot of liberties with it, maybe. Or uh, I don't know. I wonder if if Anne Rice is even consulting on this. Well, she died recently. Oh, that's right. Uh, so she that's might right. have. She was still alive at the at the beginning of this being. Filmed? I think she died this year, maybe. It was I, very recent. Okay, I seriously doubt she had anything to do with this. Probably not. She was making just some money from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jess likes uh, 
Anne Rice, I think, and, and vampire stuff in general. So I'm sure that I will see this. I'll probably miss this. Uh, I just don't have the strength to go through a whole show of vampires. Yeah. Uh, if it's not what we do in the shadows, I don't have the strength. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, yeah. I will be seeing it, I'm sure, though. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure. Uh, you will be watching this next one, which is Star Trek Lower Decks Season 3. Yeah, so uh, me and Missy are big old Star Trek Lower Decks fans, and we're actually doing Star Trek Lower Decks costumes at DragonCon. And we're real excited because this season starts right before DragonCon, and what, one of the things we were doing last year is when me and Missy got done being out on the floor, we'd look at each other and go cartoons, and then we'd go back to the room and watch cartoons because <laughs> we're uh, the 34-year-old. 30, I'm 35. I, don't, I think Missy's 34. Um adults who watch cartoons and uh season three of lower decks is great i'm sure there's a lot of stuff i'm missing because i I haven't seen most of the star trek stuff that exists uh, because there's a lot of little references throughout this show to other star trek stuff but i really love it and i really like strange new worlds and they announced at comic-con that in the next season of strange new worlds there's going to be some episode where uh, Tony Newsom and Jack Quaid are going to play uh, Mariner and Boimler, who are their characters on Lower Decks, in live action in an episode of Strange New Worlds. <laughs> and I assume they're going to be on the Lower Decks of that. God, I hope so. I, want, I just want to see it so bad. Because like, Tony Newsom and Jack Quaid look like their characters, so like, they oh. can play them easily. And uh, I, just, I love Tony Newsom. She's a Chicago improv comedian, so like... She's on a bunch of Chicago improv comedy podcasts that I've listened to for years before she started to be in stuff. So it, it kind of feels like a hometown hero, you know? Like, yeah. I've been listening to you on Magic Tavern for like six years. And then she was on, uh, unfortunately, she was she she was on Space Force, which was not great. But uh, it kind of got her out there. And then she, she was on Lower Decks. And I just want her to be in everything. Well, that's great. Uh, I, need, I have not even seen a single episode of this. So it's, it's real good. This, you know, Star Trek Lower Decks is probably something I could put on the TV while I'm working on costume stuff. That's the, it's perfect for that. It's a really good uh, costume work show. I can tell you that. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'll, maybe I'll do that. Probably not great for costume making in the background is the movie Medieval. We have a trailer for Medieval. I think your comment is absolutely spot on. Uh, I do too. So the these movies are becoming indistinguishable from one another yeah there's been since we started this podcast this is like the seventh trailer that is this same exact thing yeah like uh what's the movie with chris pine it's like charles the duke or something yeah like no that. i remember the movie but i don't remember the name it was yeah. chris pine and there was one with uh batman robert pattinson was in one robert the bruce Robert the Bruce. The the last one that I hated that had the duel. The oh, duel. yeah, yeah. Ridley Scott's movie. Ridley Scott's. They, they, all of these look the same. They all look the same. Yeah. These are just very generic medieval movies. Yeah. all these, This one's it, literally just called Medieval. <laughs> and they all have the same filter. It's all this, like, gray filter. Yep. And this guy has, basically, is cosplaying the, uh, the guy from Game of Thrones with the eye patch in this. Oh, the yeah. The fire guy with the fire sword guy. Yeah, that's you know that's Ben Foster. Why is Ben Foster? You know this. Okay, perfect example of this is a waste of Ben Foster. Is it like what's he been up to? 
I don't know what he's been up to, but he's a really good actor. He's not really... He, this is the kind of thing... I'm looking at his IMDb. This is the kind of thing he's in. Hey, wasn't he in like 310 to Yuma or something? Yes, he was in 310 to Yuma. That's great. Uh, he was... Uh, he was in... Wasn't he... Well, he was he was Angel in it was Angel, yeah. Three, which is, but yeah, you know, not good. But he's in a lot of crummy stuff. Oh, is he really? Yeah. So little... he's a. I think he's a good actor with bad taste in or a bad agent or. <laughs> I don't I know. I think it's it's that he's, an actor at the level that most actors are at, and so it's hard to get good jobs when you're not transcendent, but you're also not bad. Yeah, you just have to be a working actor. Yeah, he's 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 like the male equivalent of uh, Catherine um, that we like. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, C- Catherine w- uh, Winnick. Winnick. Yeah, he he and Catherine Winnick are like the same same. Yeah, it's like why you're putting them in these things, but they they could do more. They could do more. They're capable of more. Mm-hmm. We're like their fa- the chance though. We're we're like their family members. We we just think you're so great. We just think you could. You could do so much more. Look, I just think that there's not a lot of people on the earth that are better looking than Catherine Winnick, and that God, we as yeah. a as a society should be trying to make her in as many things as possible. You ain't wrong, bro. You ain't wrong. Uh, I won't be watching Medieval. Sorry, Ben Foster. Yeah. Also, Michael Caine like slumming yeah. it. Michael Caine. I wonder how much he's he's really in this. You know. Yeah, he's probably like. There's a, a movie that when I was in high school. It was called National Lampoon's Blackball, and Vince Vaughn was on the cover. And we were like, Vince Vaughn's funny. Let's rent this. We rented it literally less than five minutes in the movie. Yeah. One of the worst movies ever. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I I haven't finished yet the uh, No Time to Die. Yeah. Um, But Ana de Armas is only in it for like five minutes. (laughs) Is she? (laughs) She's got to do five minutes in every movie, man. God, for real. All right, so then, um, oh, speak of the devil. Uh, we have a trailer for Blonde. This is that Marilyn Monroe movie starring Ana de Armas. Yeah, this is uh, just a Marilyn Monroe biopic. It says a fictionalized chronicle of the inner life of Marilyn Monroe. This is a Netflix movie uh, directed by Andrew Dominic, and it's. it looks like it's going to be switching a lot from black and white, and I think maybe Ana de Armas might get an oscar nomination just from her her acting in the trailer which was really good yeah so i am only marginally more interested in marilyn monroe than like elvis you know Mm -hmm. uh and that's not saying much because i have zero interest in elvis so i i don't i don't really i'm not interested enough in marilyn monroe or going through the nc-17 type of content of this movie to watch this movie even to see a great performance I just don't want to do it. And I am interested in the NC-17 content of Anna de Armas in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, no, um, she's really good. I like her a lot. No, she's great. I, I mean, we're we're big fans of hers. She, she does, she does uh, good actings. This uh, IMDb list is kind of weird. So, like, for Adrian Brody, he's credited as the playwright, which is clearly Arthur Miller because she was married to Arthur Miller. But why isn't he in it as Arthur Miller? And and Casper Phillipson is in it as the president, clearly Kennedy. Why not credited as Kennedy? And there's one that says the ex-athlete. So obviously that's, uh, was it Joe DiMaggio with Marilyn Monroe? 
Uh, something, yeah, something like that. It was a baseball player. Yeah, I think it was Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> oh, man. Where did you go, Joe DiMaggio? Uh, but, yeah, so why are they not calling them their names in this? It's and also, why do I know so much about it? Marilyn Monroe. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of strange. Um, oh. oh, well. This is coming out. Is this coming out in theaters or is this something? I think, I think it's a Netflix movie. I think it it's might tra- be in theaters for a little while. For- huh. Well, we'll see. Okay, well, it's, it's a thing. Next trailer here is a, really a teaser trailer for Oppenheimer. And yes. this is a Chris Nolan movie. Yeah, so this is the story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. So, I, this is a Chris Nolan movie. Overall, I I don't really like Chris Nolan. But I do like him sometimes. And sometimes I like him a lot. Like, I think uh, Dunkirk is one of the best war movies ever made. Um, and I like his Batman movies. But, like, I really, really didn't like Interstellar. And... Uh, Memento and In- Inception is okay, but I didn't like it much. So, like, this could go either way, but hopefully it's more like Dunkirk. I um, have a bit of a different opinion on Chris Nolan. Uh, 75% of the time I like him, and I like him a lot in that 75%. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, I love Interstellar. I love uh, Inception. I love Batman Begins. I don't care for memento memento i hated his last one whatever it was called oh yeah i forgot about that one i didn't even watch that one yeah the backwards movie i hate hate it like i absolutely hate that movie and i'm actually not that big fan of dunkirk i was like "Eh, it's okay it's okay Uh, i like uh i like um bane in it yeah tom hardy his frequent use of tom hardy is really his best characteristic as a director yeah but his audio editing is the worst characteristic. <laughs> uh, but this movie, Oppenheimer, I mean, it's Manhattan Project. So any window you want to give me into the Manhattan Project, I, I'm absolutely in. It's fascinating and terrifying and probably the worst thing that humanity's ever done. Also, the cast of this. Oh, yeah. The cast is Flo- always going to be stacked. Florence Pugh. Flo Pugh. Jack Quaid, who I was just talking about from Star Trek Lower Decks. Killian Murphy. Matthew Modine. Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Josh Hartnett, Gary Oldman, Kenneth Branagh, Remy Malek, Gustav Skarsgård, Scott Grimes, Olivia Thirlby, Dane DeHaan, Michael Anganaro, uh, David Dasmalchi, and Jason Clark. I know every single one of those people, and it's the whole IMDb list. Remember, we, remember a few weeks back, we were like, what happened to Josh Hartnett? Yeah, here he is. Here he, he is. In a Chris Nolan movie. Yeah. He's, he's um, back. Olivia Thirlby was the uh, the protege in in uh, Judge Dredd, the psychic girl. Mm. So I have a, a giant crush on her. She rules. Uh, Jason Clark kind of looks like me, but like if I was Australian. Um, yeah, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt rules. Um, love some Emily Blunt. Yeah, Florence Pugh, obviously, but I la, like that la. Jack Wade's in it. This is stacked cast, no doubt. Uh, I can't wait for this, man. I'm gonna see that. I might see this if it's come out in the theater. You can catch me at the theater. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll never not watch a Chris Nolan movie except for the Time Backwards one because I. I just don't wanna. 
It's terrible. Uh, but I'll check out like a, a period piece Chris Nolan movie. I like yeah. the I like the Prestige too. Oh yeah, the Prestige was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like that one. I like I approve of anyone who wants to cast David Bowie as at least that correct. We'll 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 talk about David Bowie. Yep. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Samaritan. This is a Stallone superhero movie. This is Stallone, a superhero movie. Uh, from, this is an 80s movie being made today in 2022. 2022. The, uh, the, he's had plastic surgery, right? Oh, yeah, tons. Like, Look tons. <laughs> he doesn't look as bad as Mickey Rourke, but he's uh, he definitely looks like a plastic surgery guy. Yeah. He's got a little bit of that like old man bloat. But it's, uh-huh. like, tight behind the pulled skin. Yeah. He's definitely got that. Uh, his costume looks like steel <laughs> in this <laughs> movie. He looks like steel with Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Um, I, I have absolutely no interest in seeing oh, this. no. This looks terrible. I mean, it looks like a bad 80s movie. And ironically, if this was an 80s movie, I guarantee I'd like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but as it is as it is it's a great values powers movie yep that's what it is so it looks like hancock but like it's like if steel was hancock but white yeah that's it <laughs> hancock for white people yeah i just don't even care about this i will say some of the effects like when he punches dudes and they go flying like some of that looks really good uh-huh like it looks good uh stallone Man, he was one of the best writers around, and he just chose to mostly do these these things that were lowbrow. It's like, bro, you wrote Rocky. That movie's great. Yeah. He's so good in that first Creed. Like, I can't even describe how good he is in that first Creed. Well, he's. I just. I love Stallone. I love him, but sometimes it's like, do less Expendables and and Samaritan. Yeah. And Rambo Five. And do more cool stuff like Rocky. He he's best in a subtle role because like yes. his his Rocky in in Creed is very subtle and subdued, and that's uh-huh. when he's at his best. Yeah, agreed. He's a good subtle and like in Guardians two, when Yandu runs into him on that on that planet that they're on, you know, the acting from Stallone is really good. Like he really seems disappointed in him, and it's just like. Stallone's great, and he was great, and Rocky's great, and all the Rocky movies except for Rocky Five are great. <laughs> and it's just like, and the Creed movies are all great. It's like, be great, don't be mediocre. Yeah, but at the same time, maybe this is what he wants to do. You know, so I mean, yeah, if he, he can do what he wants. Yeah, if it's what you want to do, more power to you, I guess. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Moon Age Daydream. This is David Bowie. What is this? It first. Let's talk, well, first of all, before you describe what this is. David Bowie, dude, he is so weird, but in he's that good kind of weird. Yep, David Bowie's great. He is weird, but his weirdness never hurt other people. Yeah. He didn't get in the way of other people. In fact, he was a major philanthropist. Uh, he was super uh, outspoken for like the uh, civil rights movement. Um, he's just a good person. Like No one has a bad thing to say about David Bowie. And I miss him. I wish he was still around, especially because he was supposed to be Wallace in Blade Runner 2049, which I think would have made that movie too good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's one of the best humans ever. I love David Bowie. 
and uh, this is this movie is it's the description says a cinematic odyssey exploring David Bowie's creative and musical journey from visionary filmmaker Brett Morgan and sanctioned by the Bowie estate. So it's kind of like a, a biographical documentary slash music documentary about David Bowie. I want to see this. Me too. Just I want to. I just David Bowie music rocks. David it Bowie does. as a person rocks, and I like his uh, his whole aesthetic because he would just like do these characters for his albums. Like Ziggy Stardust is like a character who does it's like space future space eighties rock and seventies yeah. seventies rock. I guess. Yeah. But uh, man, I just love David Bowie so much. Oh, I just thought of it. Okay, so we didn't have guys. So we didn't have uh, a questions time this week, and and Nick said, "Well, if one just comes up in the podcast, we'll we'll add it." And I was okay. like, "Yeah, if it comes up organically, well, well, I just thought of it organically." David Bowie's life gets extended to twice that of an average human to 150 years, so he's still alive. What movies, upcoming movies, would you want him to be in? And I already know my answer, and it's Tron Legacy two. David Bowie and Tron, yeah, that's so good. Isn't that good? I I want David Bowie to be one of the, you know how in in the MCU there's like the weird space guys like the Grandmaster and yeah. uh, Ego. I want yeah. him to be one of the weird space guys. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly where he fits in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's where I want him to. Yeah. He would. Oh, he'd be good in like a Mojo World, something like with Mojo World. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Heck, he could be Mojo. He could. He could do the voice. Yeah. He did the voice of. Uh, there's okay. This is. I swear this is real, and my cousins will back me up. In the there's a SpongeBob. I don't think it's a SpongeBob movie. I think it was a two episode special SpongeBob SquarePants, where David Bowie was like the king of Atlantis, and there's this part where he's talking, and it's like zooming in really slowly while he just talks really calmly. I swear to God, it hypnotized all of us because when the scene switched we all like snapped <laughs> and we watched it again at a later time and and the exact same thing happened where we all were like slowly leaning in and then when it cuts away we we jump back and it's like because wow. he's, he's got that great voice you know ah, his voice and is amazing and it's just this slow zoom so he's hypnotic so anyway we are a pro bowie podcast here oh dear yeah we lo- freaking love david bowie yeah um okay well we'll tell you how to write into us later and you can actually uh you can answer that question about the david bowie question oh i also love the clip in this where he's on that talk show and the guy is asking him about his shoes he's like what (laughs) he's like what he just says like a couple different things like are these like bisexual shoes and then david bowie goes they're shoe shoes shoe shoes and the (laughs) crowd loves it (laughs) he goes are these women's shoes or like bisexual shoes oh they're shoe shoes (laughs) shoe shoes so good i love him the next trailer we have here is Welcome to Wrexham, and this is like a documentary. Yeah, this is a documentary about the Wrexham Football Club, which is owned by Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds. And this is like a documentary about them buying it and uh, running it, and it just really makes me want Ted Lasso to play against them because they could be on it. Yeah, they absolutely could. He's so funny. Um. I just this had me thinking like Ryan Reynolds is very rich obviously yes. from all his stuff and he just seems to buy stuff like he bought Mint Mobile and he bought this football club and aviation he bought, gin he bought avi you know aviation gin and I'm just like 
is he just buying stuff just to buy stuff and he thinks oh there maybe i can make some content out of this or is he just like a business genius i honestly think he's a business genius i think he's got a very level head and knows what he's doing in life yeah he's i think he's one of those actors that like makes a lot of money and it's like what can i do to reinvest this yes that is what he that is the vibe he has instead of like just buying a bunch of wine like jack sparrow oh johnny depp yeah he just bought a bunch of wine with his money you know and drugs lovely drugs my takeaway was just like me thinking about ryan reynolds and his business acumen if i had some ryan reynolds money i'd invest in stuff i'd buy some stuff me too i don't have that though genetically modified yeast that's what i would buy the company's doing that okay i think that i think that's the future but people are weird about gmo food even though they shouldn't be it's not for food. They, you can make cosmetics. You can make fuel. You can make drugs. You can make all kind of stuff. I know, but I'm just wondering if the weirdness will transfer over to non-food items as well. I don't know. I think, company, I know. I think it's uh, irresponsible to advertise things as non-GMO because there's literally no evidence that genetically modified food is bad for you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we've been genetically modifying foods uh, forever. <laughs> Go back and look at... Um, renaissance paintings of watermelons and then come talk to me yep okay do we have a trailer for she hulk uh this is a trailer the second trailer for she hulk and and you and i are going to get into it because we disagree oh my gosh they disagree well i'm right and you're wrong it's not really a disagreement Uh, lol um so this trailer let's just go let's just dive right in okay I still have the same opinion I had from the first trailer that some of the animation in this is kind of jilted. And anyway, it touches on the uncanny Valley because the movements are not like normal movies are kind of jaggedy. Uh, it takes me, it takes me out. It's like, and it's like, and it touches on it. It's not full uncanny Valley, but it touches on it. And it, and it, it bothers me a little bit. First of all, it's mocap. So the motion is just real motion. So that's unfounded in my opinion. And also uh corridor digital, did a VFX breakdown on the first trailer that everyone was complaining about. And nobody in the world knows more about VFX than Nico Parenter from Corridor Digital. And uh, Sam, whose last name I forget, from Corridor Digital. And they said everyone was dumb that was complaining about it. And I agreed with them. And I don't think that VFX... I don't think that CGI is an objective thing that you have opinions on. I think it's based on things like lighting and like if something has if something represents the mass that it has and lighting and it's math. I just don't think it's I don't think it's a it's a subjective thing. I don't think it is. I think it's objective. And they were going through and talking about how it was all objectively correct in the trailer. And I think the thing is that people don't like is that seeing someone with green skin that is smooth is uncanny to them because no one complains about the hulk because he has stubble and that's the literally the only difference uh i am not complaining about the skin or the lights i'm only complaining about the movement i'm not talking about you specifically i'm talking about the people that were complaining so hard about the youtube video or the trailer that came out about the CGI. I don't think people know what CGI is. Like, I really don't think they do. Because when people were complaining about it, they were sharing pictures of Gamora and being like, how is this CGI so much better? 
Like you don't know what CGI is. You don't know what CGI is. Gamora is painted. Hmm. She's a, a human being that was painted with an airbrush. But I, I don't think the motion is janky because it's mocap. It's no different than any other mocap. Even though it's mocap, there are some shots where it's like, it, it's, um, it's you know when they redid uh, the original Star Wars and they added that scene but when, yes. when um, Han Solo steps on Jabba the Hutt's tail and it's so rickety it's like it, the movement is like kind of it just it's like jumpy and it's not smooth and it doesn't look natural that's what some of this looks like to me i see well that's different than what i thought you were talking about originally oh really yeah i thought you were going to talk about the cgi and i'm just tired of hearing about it because everyone's wrong <laughs> like the lighting is perfect on on it she looks really really realistic to me no, i think she looks fine it's just uh i just want the movement to be right i think it's right also i think people are uh, too focused on that and not about how great this trailer looks um the premise of the show is so fun yeah it looks really good you get that in the second trailer that she is part of a law firm that represents super powered people mm-hmm. and i just think how you can't get much better of a premise for like a marvel show than that also the side characters that are in this like frogman and yes i saw man bull from daredevil in this trailer like they're pulling out some of the weirdest stuff uh i liked wong coming in there and talking about the book of vishanti and then she hulk was sitting there with mad sir this is a wendy's energy yeah (laughs) um there was a johnny blaze poster in one one part uh oh i didn't notice that when wong is uh he's in a building and he throws a thing at one of those shang chi bat creatures uh there's a johnny blaze poster on a on an easel Oh, that's so, great. They thought they'd sneak that by me. Nah, I saw it. I guess I need to go to one of those YouTube channels that's like, here's all the Easter eggs you missed in the She-Hulk trailer. I recommend Screen Crush for, for anyone who wants to watch videos like that. Although okay. I'm a little annoyed with them because they have not posted a video for the second trailer of She-Hulk yet. Huh. I, just, I saw the Johnny Blaze one on my own, and then I saw it on Instagram and confirmed it. I bet New Rockstars has one. Yeah, new rock stars and uh, uh, screen crush like to poke fun at each other on, in their videos sometimes. Hmm. Um. Also, Daredevil's in the end of this trailer. Yes, and this is the one where the people change the lighting of it, and they found that he has the maroon and yellow suit. Yep. I wonder if people will think it's controversial that I don't think opinions on CGI are real opinions. I don't. I just don't think it's subjective. I think it's objective. I think it's mathematical. So I, when you say that, I take that, I put that in the box of Nick speaks in hyperbole and he doesn't really believe this. He's just I speaking in hyperbole. I do believe it. I believe there's, there's good, like things that make it good or bad. And some things aren't real. So it's like, is this, is this recognizable as a real thing? Does that make it good or bad? If it can't, if it doesn't exist in real life and there's no comparison, it's a little more of a gray area. But I think when people say something is bad, they're just a lot of times wrong about why they think that. It's 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 subjective. There's like there's no denying it's subjective. Like the Rocketeer when he's flying through the sky, like does it look as good as that Shazam trailer when he's flying through the sky? Of course not. That's not sub. That's not subjective though. That's objective. You're saying it objectively looks better, but personally you like one more than the other one. 
it's subjective that I like the Rocketeer more. Yeah, but that's not based on the special effects. You you said the special effect is better when uh, Shazam is flying, but the special effect being better does not make the movie better. No, of course not. Yeah, so the the effects are objectively better in uh, Shazam, but your taste for the movie is subjective. But some of that She-Hulk movement is objectively jaggedy. I didn't notice it, but if it is, if it's objectively jaggedy, if I see it and say, oh yeah, that's that's jaggedy, then it would be objective. I just didn't notice any. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to think about this. Yeah. I'm not, I don't. I don't have enough bandwidth while we're recording to think about this, but I'm gonna think about this. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and it's just yeah. because I watch so much Corridor Digital that I've come to believe it's not subjective. I believe it's objective, and it's just okay. people like to conflate their opinion of the work with the quality of the VFX, and I just think that they're separate. Also, there's probably a little hyperbole in there. A little bit, a little bit of hyperbole. Yeah, what is it? You're a hoist your own petard against you. I, I'm often hoisted on my own petard, but I I will die on the hill of of objective versus yeah. subjective VFX appreciation. Yeah. So, th- guys, um, a work of art was released to us. Genuinely, a work, a masterclass of cinematography and imagery, was released to us in the form of the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. I teared up. Not only the first time I watched this, but also like weirdly like the third or fourth time I teared up watching this. I've watched this trailer no less than five times. This is one of the greatest trailers I've ever seen. Ryan Coogler is a visionary director of our time right there next to Alex Garland and Joseph Kaczynski and um, who am I leaving out? Uh, Villeneuve, that's it. Yeah, I was... Yeah, Villeneuve. Uh, Ryan Coogler... This is this is a guy whose approach to movie making is uh, incredible. This trailer, I don't, I know you like this trailer, but I I'm in love with this trailer. Oh, you like this way more than I do. <laughs> do I really? Oh yeah. I just I was not really I didn't really I was like okay yeah I'm I'm gonna go yeah I'm gonna go see Black Panther Wakanda forever like it'll be fun yeah I like the first one. But this trailer is just a visual smorgasbord. And I just, I, I did not expect to like it as much as I did. I did not expect it to move me like it did. I can't wait for this. I have, I think this is going to be a bummer movie. What? This is going to make me sad. I'm just going to miss Chadwick Boseman. Oh, uh, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I could, yeah. That's. I think it's gonna be a bummer. Yeah, it lo- it looks like uh, a female gun Black Panther. It's probably gonna be Shuri, but it does look like a. It's gonna be Shuri. Yeah. It'll be Shuri. Um, I wish the actress that played Shuri didn't say all that stupid stuff about vaccines. Yeah, me too. So she kind of she's supposed to play like the smartest person in Marvel, but she's one of the dumbest actors. <laughs> kind of hurts it a little for me. Uh, I really like Namor. I don't think this movie is going to portray Namor the way that I like him. Um, I love that they made him look Aztec. Uh, and because I'm, I've am i seen, like, advanced Atlantis 80 billion times in, like, Aquaman. I know that Aquaman is a ripoff of, of Submariner. Submariner came two years before Aquaman. Uh, so he, he out, outranks him. But 
Namor is is kind of like a haughty prince who doesn't deal well with mortal humans from the earth and it says a lot of really ridiculous things in a very confident way and this movie seems super serious and i just don't feel like namor is gonna do stuff like like get stuck in a revolving door and (laughs) uh tell tell a dog that it's barking is ridiculous stuff like that like the stuff that i love about namor is not going to be present i i feel from this portrayal even though he looks cool yeah so i'm i i've never read a namor comic in my life i've never read a comic with namor in it so i i'm not precious about namor i loved the visual uh the visuals of namor and the atlanteans and just the direction that they went with it like that aztec look i think he looks incredible when he's when they in the birthing scene in the ocean he's got the wings on his ankles yeah. the little baby does i was just like this is it felt like high, it felt like ancient high fantasy to me and i was just like i'm in like i'm so in the the whales swimming it's i i don't know i don't know i can, i cannot describe or, or i can't understand why this trailer has affected me the way it has but this is now my most awaited marvel property like this movie that's funny this is probably the least type i am about any single one that's so funny i just feel like two things drag it down for me i feel like it's gonna make me sad because i really love chadwick Boseman. so i think that the whole time i'm gonna be sad about it and then i just and and this second one could i could be proven wrong uh because really we haven't seen namor or seen how he is but he just seems like he's gonna be real serious and i i I want him to be him, you know? Like, I want him to be him. You and Reddit seem to hold that that opinion they want. Because nobody thinks he's... Nobody thinks Namor is better than Namor. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Namor thinks just, that Namor is the to, best. And he might be that way. Like, there's literally nothing... It's just the tra- the trailer is very somber and serious. Yeah. But I'm sure there's levity in the movie. Surely. I mean, yeah, this it's, is... This is a teaser, yeah, this is a teaser, and and I think the teaser was engineered to be respectful of the legacy of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, and I think because of that, there's no levity in the teaser. Yeah, but that won't be the movie, right? Probably not. Yeah, so I I do think Ryan Coogler is one of the best directors. Like, I thought that based on Creed. Like, Creed's awesome. Uh. But yeah, so I just I think this is going to be a bummer movie and I'm worried about Namor. But I could be wrong. And visually I think it will probably be incredible. Yeah. I think I Also, uh the the Aztec Namor is the coolest look of all time. So cool. So dang cool. Well, that does it for all the new new trailers, folks, and um if you want to write into us to answer the question about David Bowie, uh, Nick will tell you how to write into us. Well, you can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast, which is where I will post the questions times about David Bowie for you to answer. You can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you want to know when a new episode drops, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers, but don't try and contact us there because we don't check the notifications. We never will. 
Uh, if you want to be an extra generous little uh, submariner, you can leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do leave that five-star rating, Quick Mickey's going to tell you what happens. Yeah, folks, if you leave a, f- a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, keep in mind that it is not a subjective rating. It is an objective rating on how good this here podcast is. So leave the, your most objective wordage, verbiage on our as you can. And 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 what that will do is it helps the show gain traction like a tire on the road. And just like Pirelli used to tell us that power is nothing without control. And that is a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, articulated, resplendent, as always, for the Trailer Blazers. My name is Nick Kelly, and I'm living in a Moon Age daydream. Oh, yeah. Happy Trailsers. And I'm in Moon, and you can find me on the lower deck of my home. Happy Trailsers. Ah, it's Chuck Farley. Armageddon. Ah, yeah.